Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the cats. And I'm joined by Kyle Tucker, as always. If it is a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, we'll be talking about it right here on Locked On Kentucky. I'll be joined by Kyle in just a second. Uh, did want to tell you before that, this edition of the show is brought to you by Buffalo Trace Distillery. We'll tell you more about them in just a bit. All right. I'm here with Kyle Tucker. We just walked out of Auburn Arena. We're doing a little walk and talk. A little walk and talk and, re- and doing a second version of our start to this because yeah, Curtis unplugged the machine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're walking out of out of Auburn Arena. Kentucky wins 82-80. to 80. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> uh, at Auburn. A game they almost blew. They were up 17 in the second half, up 15 with nine minutes to go. Uh to reset the part that we already recorded, and we'll try to recreate it. You asked me if I wanted to talk yeah, about I'll Kelvin go, Johnson we, or I, Tyler Hero first, but I want to talk about Ashton Higgins because Ashton Higgins dropped an F-bomb on national TV, and I think it was one of the big moments of the season. Uh, it's a it thing wasn't I, audible. It not was, audible, but everyone could see it. It is as clear as day. <laughs> Sometimes you have to be careful about lip reading, but it was really clear. Uh, and it's the, the lead of my story on The Athletic is – you know, Ashton Higgins made a turnover. It looked like it was his fault. It turned out it was uh, Keldon Johnson's fault. He was not where he needed to be. He looked a little bit sort of out of it early in the game, a little bit asleep at the wheel. Keldon Johnson coming off his scoreless game. He's the leading scorer and scored no points the previous game. Makes this mistake, and Ashton Higgins says, wake the bleep up. Uh, and it's not bleeped, I don't think, in my story online. Um, That's on you was the second piece of that. And that was interesting because after he lit into him, uh, Keldon Johnson had 17 of his 20 points in the next 20 minutes of the game um, and helped Kentucky build the 17-point lead. They, they outscored him 26-6, uh, I think, in the eight minutes from the end of the first half to the start of the second half where they were up 17, up 15 with nine to go uh, before uh, Bryce Brown went nuts and hit five of five all five of his three-pointers in the second half, scored 25 uh, in the second half. But I just, to me, I come back to Ashton Hagen's uh, feeling empowered. You know, Cal keeps talking about they wants him to be a player-driven team, not a coach-driven team. And Ashton Hagen's felt comfortable. He's, his leadership has gotten to the point that he felt like he could do that. But also that Kelton Johnson's mature enough to accept it. And he said after the game, yes, he did. He said – wake up this is not acceptable we need you to play we need you to wake up if we're going to be the team we want to be and he said you know i i took it in a positive way because we're all holding each other accountable yeah and tyler hero chimed in and he said yeah when he was saying that to to keldon i was saying that to pj and then pj was saying that to nick i thought nick and pj were going to fight each other at one point it looked like during the game but these guys are all challenging each other and that's pretty significant um you know, and then the other piece of it, Tyler Hero was Mr. Clutch at the end of this game. He is apparently the road, the road dog for Kentucky. I mean, he, <laughs> road he, dog. He, I mean, he killed Louisville on the road, uh, 24 points, his career high. Tonight he has 20. Ten of those were in the final five and a half minutes. And it was like, you know, when this barrage of big shots was going down for Auburn, Tyler Hero kept having answers. He had an and one. When they'd cut it to like four with five and a half to go, he had a pull-up jumper. When they'd cut it to six with four minutes to go, he had a three. When they'd cut it to three with you know three some minutes to go, and then he stands at the free throw line, 
down one. Auburn had one lead all night. It was on a three-pointer to put them ahead by one with 32 seconds to go. Their only lead from, like, the final five minutes of the first half until the, the last minute of the game, Tyler Hero steps the line, and he's smiling at the free throw yeah. line as he knocks down the two, what turned out to be the two game-winning free throws. I liked uh, two things that Tyler said after the game. He was asked about the free throws and what he thought about them, and he goes, I thought they were good. Yeah. Uh, that was a good line. And then he also said, I like to make big shots against teams that don't like us. People, people that, don't, that don't like us. In yeah. front of people who don't like us. And he did. He's kind of the, the road warrior. Uh, and he's got that, like, little smile. Smirk. Little boy wonder smile. Smirk. Yes. Uh, going for him. I think we need to, and I, I, also, I also wrote that in my story. I don't think his high school nickname, Boy Wonder, has caught on in college yet. No. I think it might be time to allow him that nickname. I'm he's up pretty, for he's, You know, he's pretty good. <laughs> he's he's a, a pretty clutch dude for them lately. Um, I guess uh, Ashton Hagens, by the way, hold on. As as I'm praising Ashton Hagens, something something fishy's up in the in the. <laughs> this is like four straight games where they've gone back after and found extra steals for him. Uh, I actually think it was pretty legit uh, tonight. The night he tied the school record, they found the found the eighth. I thought it was legit that night too. I think he could have gotten two added on but tonight uh he had a couple like obvious plays where he made the deflection that was what made it was just somebody a teammate was there to collect it yeah but it was an ashton hagen steal and they went back and added those so he finished with uh, a pretty robust overall line only six points but seven rebounds six assists and three steals extending his school record seven straight games with at least three steals it was really impressive he only had one when the game ended that was that was kind of crazy i guess that's becoming a trend um, with him, and we joked about it last week, but now it's like every game. John Hale's trying to direct us somewhere. I don't know. Oh, I think he's just saying we can walk around to kill time while we oh. record. <laughs> we can just walk the manual way up the ramp. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, big guys, Reed Travis, and because we are now we've entered the parking garage. Yes. On Auburn's campus. So um, if we're breathing heavy. I'm trying to like pull the mic yeah. away and let out some big breaths because I'm an out of shape old man. We're on an incline, so we got that going for us. Um, Reed Travis, B.J. Washington. Reed Travis really came out strong. Um, I think he was kind of like Keldon Johnson. He had heard that Kyle Tucker was questioning if he could start, <laughs> and he yes. was just like, I'll show that dude. Yeah, Nick Richards, I'm singing his praises, and he's just back to being pretty rough today. Um, but P.J., I'm sorry, uh, Reed Travis, 17 points on only seven shots. Six of seven from the field, five of five from the free throw line. He was huge for them. Um, he is just when these other pieces start clicking as they have, it's you can see they're going to take off because they know what they're going to get from Reed Travis most nights. Like he's the kind of their anchor, and that was the thing I think they knew they could take advantage of because Austin Wiley was out of the game tonight. Yes. The big guy for Auburn, he's injured, going to be out a few weeks, which is big for them. Uh, and and Pearl said like they're just bigger and more physical than us at every position. He mentioned that at guard, too. You know, they're, they're starting point guards 5'11". Bryce, yeah. Bryce Brown's 6'3". Uh, well, that's what... And the um, hero's 6'5", and, and Kelton Johnson's 6'6". Six, six, and they, he said they literally looked over the top of yeah. our guards and, and went over the top of them. Yeah, and so um, that, that was what, what Pearl... And also, um, Pearl's comments that really stood out to me was he started talking about the team, the Kentucky team. And he said they were much better than last year. And he said that... I'm paraphrasing to a certain extent. Basically, they had championship character. 
Like he had well, some yeah, high praise you know, for those he, guys. He's recruited. He heavily recruited a lot of these guys. He said, "I really, I know Ashton Hagens. I think that I think Auburn was another contender yeah. for Ashton Hagens. I know uh, Kelvin Johnson. He said, "I know those two really well. I know EJ Montgomery. He was committed to Auburn, and they didn't really bother to." To boo him much, and yeah, that surprised me a little bit. Honestly, he, part of it I think is because he hasn't had a huge impact in yeah. Kentucky. He didn't have a big impact today, but he said, "I know those guys, and those guys, you know, whatever it was, he said like they have the it factor, like they have the the championship uh, DNA." He said they would rather score less, you know, and and win for the team than you know do what it takes for the team to win than to get their numbers. Um, I was impressed by that. Pearl kind of went yeah. out of his way to say that. Yeah. Um, and as you mentioned, said they're better than last year. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break and tell you about Buffalo Trace Distillery. And after that, we got to tell you about Charles Barkley because I th- don't think we mentioned it on this rendition because we got cut off on the last one. At Buffalo Trace Distillery, the world's most award-winning distillery, you can see 200 years of bourbon-making History in action. Smell the mash cooking. Touch the charred oak barrels aging in century-old warehouses. Hear the tales of bourbon legends like Taylor, Blanton, Weller, and Lee. And taste the award-winning spirits at America's oldest, continually operating distillery. Experience a tour for every taste. Buffalo Trace Distillery offers six unique tours that are all complimentary, and they are seven days a week, year-round. Visit the world's bourbon destination, Buffalo Trace Distillery. To learn more about the distillery's history and spirits, you can visit buffalotracedistillery.com. And right now, we got a special code for you when you go visit Buffalo Trace Distillery. If you mention the Locked On Kentucky podcast at their gift shop, you get 10% off of merchandise. So go check out Buffalo Trace Distillery and check out their website, buffalotracedistillery.com. You are Locked On Kentucky. Your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. So Charles Barkley just comes barging in to the John Calipari press conference today. <laughs> yeah, Cal was like sort of running down some plays from the game, and he was saying this and that. And Charles Barkley walks in the side door and is standing there. And Charles is not small, no. so he was making his presence known. Uh, and he, uh, at the end of one of Cal's answers, he said, "I was telling such and such, you need to be more like Charles Barkley." And then Barkley said, yeah, and I was yelling at you, too. And I was saying, F John Calipari, (laughs) which was just, you know, he doesn't hold anything back. Charles Barkley says whatever he wants. And I gather from Twitter that when he sat down with Dick Vitale during the broadcast, their banter and love love affair with each other was not super popular with the viewers. No, people were not fans of that at all. I don't have any idea what what or how things were said. Well, I think the main complaint I saw was the fact that it was not... Not talking about the game. Yeah, it was just whatever they wanted to muse on. Um, But we should note that they they then hugged it out, and I believe they each said, I love you. Yeah, I think Cal and and Barkley really like each other, and Barkley's been pretty praised... uh, you know, praised Calipari quite a bit. And then we'll do some reckless speculation real quick. What the heck did uh, Charles Barkley mean by... Thanks for letting me borrow Kenny Payne this morning. I don't know. Maybe you got a workout in or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. That was odd. Yeah, I'm not sure. But, um, but, but, yeah. I guess they're essentially contemporaries, right? I don't um, know their exact ages, but it yeah, seems like sure. they're about around about the same uh, vintage. Yep. Um, okay, so the last thing I wanted to mention that Calipari said, and we'll probably catch up on some more of this stuff, 
after we catch our breaths on the yeah. next podcast. Um, but Calipari said that he woke up. Did I did I understand this right? He woke up in the middle of the night and was like, Keldon Johnson needs to shoot the ball more. Is that what he said? Did I, I did I miss that completely? I may have zoned out on that part of. Oh, Tyler and Keldon needed to score. Yeah, John Hill with the uh, assist here. He's actually paying attention today. Yeah. But I, you know, before we do go, also I would say, if you think about Tyler Hero's game-winning shot attempt at Alabama, a good look with a chance to go down. If that drops, we're talking about Kentucky on an eight-game winning streak. Yep. Being four and zero on the road or away from home during that stretch, they're three and one in true road games as it is, and four, have won four of their last five away from home. With wins over, you know, Carolina, Louisville, and at Auburn, all away from home, you Kentucky's could, on a pretty good run right now. I yes. mean, they're 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 a whisker away from an eight-game winning streak, and a bunch of those being impressive road victories. Also, you confused the heck out of John Calipari because he had no idea how many true road games he had had at this yeah, season. Yeah, that was some weird math he was trying to do in his mind <laughs> when I asked him uh, about them being three and one on the road. What's our, our record? Is what? It's what? Where? When? And then he was like. These kids don't even know when they're on the road. Because <laughs> Cal doesn't know. Yeah, that's, that was it. All right, we'll wrap there. Um, coming up next, after I tell you a little bit about Roman, we're going to hear from John Calipari. Okay, wanted to take a quick second to tell you guys about Roman. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health, whether it's a knee injury, bad back, or something even worse. Guys are usually more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. The same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and treated for ED online. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, no awkward face-to-face conversations, and no uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com locked. Fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with a doctor, and get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Guys, go online, get checked out by a doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't tackle, but with Roman, it's really easy, so take care of it. For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com locked. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N dot com slash locked. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Early on, Kelvin seemed a little bit in a fog, and Ashton at one point said, wake the bleep up, and... Uh, Kelvin said he heard him and he took it the right way and agreed with him. And, Who did he hear it from? What's that? Who said it? Uh, uh, Ashton said to, oh. to Kelvin, wake, wake the bleep up. Yeah, it, again, this this is so hard for these kids. Um, let, let me tell you, again, what I'm proud of is that we're playing a veteran team that's been through wars, that has been through games like this, that made shots. They were down 17 and they never stopped. And guess what? Neither did we. And then Keldon makes a play. Uh, Tyler makes a couple plays. We make free throws. Um, but again, the issue here is they're pressing about individual play. And you can't play for a team and be in that mode. You have to just lose yourself in a team. What's the team asking me to do? And either I can do it or I can't. If I can't do it, I'm not going to play much. Um, in a game like this, it's fight. If you couldn't fight, you couldn't be in there. Um, you know, because the game is physical, a lot of hand-to-hand combat. It's how the game is played here, and you know, you better play. So, proud of them though. 
And that's coming off a game where he scored no points. Which is, think about pressing. How about that for pressing? Coach, what was the biggest difference in the game? Um, the defense we played in the first half um, gave us a chance. The start of the second half, they went zone, and we were like waiting on it. That's why I started screaming when they went zone to start the half. I was like, if you notice, we were laughing. We just were waiting for them to do that. Uh, we get up on that, and uh, but when you have a team that makes threes like this, they're never out of the game. And my thing was make them drive. So we gave them a three on transition. We gave them a three. He walks to, uh, uh, Ashton hand down, bang. We have a three. We don't run through on a wing. The kid dings one in. I mean, we're lucky to get out of here alive. We're lucky he missed that little shot. Cal, when you guys were up double digits, was there any doubt in your mind it was going to come down to one possession? <laughs> no, I don't think that way. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm playing play to play, looking at score, trying to get these guys to realize. We, we walked out of two timeouts, and they did what they chose to do and didn't listen. And it led to breakouts, bumps. You know, I mean, we said no dribble handoff. My man dribble handed off and then lost the ball. And then, and then we were doing a, a, a on the second catch. The kid got it on the first one and decided he's going to do his own thing. Great. They steal it. They go. Why would you do that? Because we're freshmen and we have our whole lives have done what we choose to do. And so that, I have no idea. That's why I'm saying. We, you know, there was a lot. There's a lot of stuff. I thought PJ. I thought Reed was really good today, and so he and PJ um, really gave us something around that basket, which got us easy baskets when we needed it. But we made six threes too, and we're not. We didn't take 30. We took 15, but we made six. Cal Tyler. Tyler was a big reason he got out of here with, with it. I mean, he had some big shots. calm clutch shots and free throws. Did you see? Are you seeing some some significant growth in him? Um, yeah, and he wanted the ball. He was telling me, come back to me. Let me do this. I like the fact that Keldon was telling me, come to me. We finally, I, I, I'm, telling, I'm telling EJ, when I walk by him, he should be yelling to me that I'm better than Charles Barkley. <laughs> well, I was yelling at you, too. I was saying, John Calipari. <laughs> 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 I was ready to say it to you. I saw you sitting there with me, brother. I love you, too. Appreciate, Appreciate you. Thanks for letting me borrow Kenny this morning. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You can have him. Where's that statue? I tore it down. Did you know? No, it's, it's, it's big over here. Okay. It's, it's skinny, too. John, what did you say that in a game like this, you had several guys come up and perform and produce when it mattered? You know what was funny? Um, last night, two nights ago, I woke up and I said, Keldon, for us to win, Keldon and Tyler are going to have to score baskets, and they haven't been doing it. We came up with some stuff to run specifically to Keldon, so a package of things, and we've been working on it. But the other thing I said, and I would ask you guys, if we really need a basket late, what are we doing? Who are we, who are we going to? What are we running? And so we still, look, this is a work in progress. We're playing all, this is a new team. They've never played together. I mean, it, it's the disadvantage we have but sometimes they don't know what they don't know. Like they don't know they're not supposed to come in here and win. They don't know they're not they're supposed to come in here and be up 17. They have, they're just playing like, yeah. The problem is as the game gets going, they'll revert um, and think it is a high school game.
like that Tyler following that kid. What for? What would? Why would you do that? Well, I was just trying to get close, not just him. Dude, we're ready to bury these guys, and you give them hope. You know, so that's the kind of stuff that we just we just got to tighten this ship up. But look, when you went on the road in this this league's ridiculous. Some of you remember me saying. Let's get to the point where we're getting eight, nine, and ten teams in. And everybody laughed at me. We're a three-bid league and all that stuff. Now you look at this and say, oh, my God, we may get ten teams in. I mean, you know, somebody told me Alabama had Tennessee on the ropes today. I mean, Alabama beat us. So. Yeah, you mentioned the road. For all the works you still have, to be three and one and with your one loss being a shot in the air to win it on the road at this point with this team. What's our record? Three and one on the road. What is it? Three and one. On the road? Mm -hmm. Did we play the home games? True road games. What's you got, that? Yeah, neutral games too. On top of that. Uh, again, that these guys something? don't know the difference between home and road. I mean, they, they're just playing basketball. And, and, you know, sometimes I like to convince them the way we played today um, was one of our better games on the road. You know, the game of Georgia, one of our better games. We may be playing better at, on the road than we do at home. And then we got, this is, a, this is this, the part of our schedule that's like ridiculous. None of it's easy because you're going to play road games. But this part, you know, we've got every good team in this league twice. All the best team, we got twice. Um, and, and, you know, so we're going to, we'll enjoy this and then figure out what we're doing next. John, what did you think of Tyler's defense on Brown first half? Not bad. Half? He did pretty good. He's trying. Works his butt off and tries. Emmanuel was good. I even thought Jamal Baker went in and did a good job on Brown. He really did. What was the explanation for uh, PJ's flagrant? I don't know. Just before the start of the second half, I thought you and Kenny were right there in the bench still trying to kind of and, work something. And when? Right before the start of the second half. Uh, Kenny was telling me that you, you should, we should run some back doors, which we were prepared to do because of how they played. The problem is they were some of our stuff, their center was standing under the basket, so even if you went back door, and the same on a lob play, they were kind of face guarding our down screens. So you just come up and go lob, but you have to clean out the basket first, and that's what I was telling them. John, when, when they cut it to 73-70, there was just under three minutes to go, and the crowd's going nuts, and you didn't call time. What what, what was the thinking there? Not a very good coach. I don't know. <laughs> I Look, you guys that know me over the years know I like the players to play through stuff so they can learn and grow. They can't count on me to call timeouts every time. I called some timeouts today that I normally don't call after timeout, after free throws to set up the defense. I normally don't do that. That's how worried I was about them shooting threes and pick and rolls and how we were going to play. Folks, you got to understand, we were saying the same things in every huddle. And if I would have had three more timeouts, I'd have called them and said the same things again three more times. Um, but it, offensively, like if they made that last basket, we probably wouldn't have called a timeout. Now, it would have gone in about, what, five seconds, six seconds to go? It would have been a one-point game. We, we were already set up for what we call celebration. They celebrate, here we come right down your neck. So we wouldn't have. 
we did the same thing at uh, um, Alabama had our chances we did the same thing at Seton Hall had our chances I just I just think that's normally the way I do it and how long has Sullivan Washington been in your toolkit I you know I learned that from Larry Brown why call a timeout and let the other coach get involved in what the let the teams you work with your team you already know what you're going to do what are you going to do tell them again the issue becomes when you have young teams like this that haven't been together three four years there are times that I may do it just based on the fact that there I can see panic and I got to calm them down but thanks so much for listening to Locked on Kentucky as always be sure to be following along with us on Twitter at Locked on UK you can find me at Curtis Birch B-U-R-C-H I have the videos from Keldon Johnson Tyler Hero Bruce Pearl and John Calipari on my feed so you can go see those there um, be sure to find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. And then, most importantly, as always, share, comment, and rate us five stars, however you're listening. Thanks again to Buffalo Trace for sponsoring this edition of the show. We'll talk to you soon. Locked on Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, we got Kyle Tucker. We are doing a little walking and talking, a little West Wing and talk. Yeah, it's a little West Wing ish. Um, we are <laughs> the, the most dangerous podcast ever recorded walking down flights of stairs yeah you hear my bag probably jingling in the background we chasing john hale out of the building at auburn arena and uh we're talking about kentucky's big win